Hi, welcome to the Data Engineering Show podcast. Woo! I'm Boaz Farkash. With me is Eldad Farkash. And we have a very uh, special guest with us today, Alexandra Sudilovsky. Alexandra is a senior BI expert and a Looker Guildmaster at a special company called AppsFlyer. If you haven't heard about AppsFlyer, AppsFlyer is a leader in marketing mobile attribution. So essentially, every time all of us download an app through the App Store or whatever and interact with it, some data goes through their servers. So you can just imagine how much data that actually is that they're handling. We'll get to that. So Alexander has been there for around three and a half years. Prior to that, spent many years at Oracle and all in all, around 11 or so years uh, in the data industry. Uh, and is lucky enough to have had a chance to play with almost any, every data technology out there. So we'll, we'll dive into that. So thank you, Alexandra, for joining us. Anything that I missed about with the intro? Hi. Hello, everyone. It's so great to be here. Um, thank you for the great introduction. Uh, everything is true. Um, didn't miss anything. Um, thanks for inviting me. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it will be great. Awesome. So we'll actually start uh, with something to you know beef up the tempo. A round of blitz questions. Are you ready? Yes, I am. First of all, how big is the data that you deal with at AppsFlyer? So at AppsFlyer, we process a one hundred twenty billion events on a daily basis. We save about tera- ninety terabytes of data in our AWS S three bucket on a daily basis. And we have about 40 petabytes of data currently in BigQuery. And we're still keep growing about uh, two and a half uh, in a year. Wow. It's one big little bucket. <laughs> yes, big little bucket. Okay, so what's the size of the variety of data teams that you know manage all that data? So for data teams, I would say uh, in our R&D, we also have data teams who are uh, responsible for the core and for the product and for the data of our customers. Um, I would say we have a couple of different teams there with a, a three to five people in each and everyone. And we also have the BI team, uh, which is on the, on the business side. And uh, we're basically connecting between the R&D and the business in terms of the technical uh, sizes. So we are also so um, currently about 13 people that uh, deal so with All data. of these teams together that are in charge of the data, BI, not BI, and Google BigQuery and so forth, how many people? I don't know, maybe 20, 25 people. Okay. And now for the faster blitz questions, don't think too much, just answer. Commercial or open source? Open source. Batch or streaming? Streaming. <laughs> handwritten, <laughs> handwritten SQL or drag and drop visualization tool? Oh, definitely handwritten one. <laughs> <laughs> Work from home or from the office? Um, mix. <laughs> <laughs> AWS or GCP? AWS. <laughs> okay, well done on the uh, Blitz question round. She answered perfectly, wow. right? She answered all the per- right answers. Perfectly. Almost all the I, right answers. I didn't know... There is a correct answer to the to the question. We have the correct answers. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, okay. Tell us about data stack. How what data stack are you using today, and, and kind of tell tell us a bit about the data value chain. 
Okay, so the data stack. So basically, um, after we collect all the events from devices, from different devices, um, it goes to web handlers and then it goes to Kafka. So Kafka is is our event processor um, tool that we use. And then it goes to, I would say, three big different data sources. One of them is the BigQuery, where we store all our raw data. All single events that happened on each device is stored in BigQuery. And that's why it's so big, 40 petabytes, and keep growing. And we definitely need it. Uh, And detailed as it is for our customers, because we have features that we allow customers to just uh, download all the raw data. So on the other hand, we have our aggregated data, which we use for the dashboard for our product to measure the KPIs and to show them the different results. So for that, we use S3 as our uh, data source on Amazon Athena. Uh, We use Perque format to store all this uh, uh, data. Of course, Spark is the one that runs behind it and aggregates the data and saves it to the uh, parquet files. And uh, also we have small RDSs, the, the classic one, the known one, when we store uh, billing data, Salesforce data, all the internal applications that we use at AppsFlyer, we, we just uh, collect it from there and store because we're data geeks and uh, customer obsessed. So we want to measure everything, every piece of data that we have in the company. We want to make it available for analytics. <laughs> Is BigQuery feeding your bucket or the bucket feeding BigQuery? How, what's the relationship <laughs> between those two huge public cloud vendors? You know, I, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure after three years. And by the way, the first currently... one and last one. Many people are confused about that. Definitely, definitely. And and one of the uh, newest uh, integrations of our SBI team, actually, we are now implementing Firebolt as our data warehouse, which will also be one of the part of our data stack. We don't and discuss we startups. Hope... We don't discuss startups. Oh, we don't discuss. Wow. Okay, sorry. It's for another <laughs> show. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we're uh, about to create uh, one source of truth and data centralization approach and to implement it and to migrate uh, most of our data from Athena. So it's going to be interesting. So what use cases are delivered over this entire stack? Walk us through the sort of the top use cases that the company relies on. Every single use case that you can dream of, imagine, uh, if you think, I think someone just uh, told me, you know, on, on a coffee wa- a talk that we have in the morning, I think the only thing that we don't measure at AppsFlyer is the, the cleaning crew. Never too so, late. Yes, Actually, there, yes. There, a lot of stuff is being measured on videos and stuff like I that. I know, so I you, know. If you support Unstructured, uh, you can add that. <laughs> Definitely. So, I don't know, every single department from, from the business side, of course, sales, CSM, operations, say HR, um, IT, um, legal, finance, um, I don't know who else, who have I missed marketing, of course, every single department. And on the R&D side, side um, all our internal processes, we measure them. We want to be able to see every day how we uh, work as a company and if we need to maybe change something, maybe improve something. So we constantly measure uh, ourselves uh, and, we see, and, we see, and we see results. So in, it's, in the, it's everywhere. Let's talk a little bit about the people again. So, you know, AppsFlyer, there's a lot of data uh, work being done in engineering. 
and a lot of data work being done in the BI teams uh, where you are. Tell us what kind of profiles of people are in each team and, and how it's structured and what the relationship is between the teams. So in our team, um, which was like a small team of uh, four people three years ago, a small, small BI team that does ETLs for different departments and uh, brought Looker to the company. Um, so we grow up to be a department of 14 people currently uh, with, with just one that joined last week. The 14 Ooh. people. Yes, Welcome. thank you. Welcome to Upslayer. A new BI developer actually to my side, to the to my dark side of Looker and uh, uh, all the visualization side. So yay. And uh, we're currently uh, divided to three teams. Actually, we have two teams of full stack engineers and uh, um, full stack developers, developers and data engineers to support all our ETL processes and everything that we do with data, all the migration that we do. Is with that data. all on Spark? All the ETL is Spark? Not all of them. We use Every code that you know that that is known in the market, we use everything for anything because we think sometimes uh, something is suits better for this situation or the solution. So we just pick it up and we learn it on the fly if we need. So coding, it's it's not a problem. By the way, how do you deal with data politics around uh, 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 tooling and vendors like uh, kind of being able to test and play with so many tools and and actually use them? needs a certain culture. Uh, and and uh, from our experience, you know, many companies struggle with, with data politics, uh, which prevents data from winning in most cases. So, so how do you handle it? How did you solve it? That's right. Let's say it like this. We're in a very good relationship with the legal and security departments Boom. and the finance departments. So that's, that's the biggest takeaway. <laughs> Always know, like, like get someone from security and IT to be your best friend. Hey, uh, guy, remember we said meet each other three years ago in this small area. Like, yay, we need a POC. Four POCs in two years. <laughs> One thing we've, I found interesting with you, Alexandra, is you know your title uh, has BI in it and you're part of the BI team. But unlike most people we meet that work in, in the BI department, you do much more stuff that typically data engineers do. You're so deep in the warehouse and the ETL jobs and Spark jobs and everything. So how do you see yourselves and where does sort of data engineering versus BI, where, where's the border? So a... I just went through all this process myself so I can definitely tell you how I felt and how I feel now and, and what was the, the process uh, that happened during those years. So uh, let's talk about a, a classic BI developer. We were used to work with tools like Oracle, OBIE, drag and drop, Tableau, Informatica for the ETL. We just knew this, the uh, source to target and, and everyone worked um, this way. And in the big data area, when we are dealing with petabytes of data and billions of billions of data, all this classic relational data store and, and, and approach just doesn't work. So what you have to do in terms of, you know, be able to support it and provide analytics, you have to start learning Spark, you have to start learning Python, write your own ETLs without any limitations and without any Structured, unstructured, parquet, Avro. I don't. I don't give a a damn. <laughs> so, and this leads me to the data engineering. Data engineer is someone that just know how to take data from one size to another, a, a huge amount of data, and just transform it. 
went through a process when we became data engineers or all the BI developers that wanted to be part of big data. And I think this is a, uh, this is a huge uh, change that happened over the last few years. Data defined the difference between BI and engineering. And, but today, if, if you're a well, data-driven company, we, we don't believe in data-driven companies. We believe in, 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 in like companies like AppSlayer. Everything is driven by data. So BI deals with the same challenges that data engineers were dealing with. Yeah, um, like there is no BI without data engineering. You don't offload data the data. There is the, the biggest problem, I think, is, is, is one of the biggest problems. You can't offload the data anymore to a smaller data warehouse. You can't separate the two. Both teams work on the same data, have the same challenges. Everything is production grade. Because it's big data, it needs to be production grade. So the lines are blurred and the skill set gets mixed. And, and, and I think it's amazing to see that kind of BI basically stepped up and, and in many ways is swallowing data engineering. Like data engineering is becoming more now BI mindset in terms of the value of the data, where BI becomes more data engineering in terms of the skill set. And this is good, and we also see it from the from the kind of the the, the, the vendors landscape. I mean, Spark is all about SQL now. Um, like like we, we see tons of Spark SQL, nothing else. I love it when Eldad gets excited, Alexander. <laughs> yes, me too. He can, he can go on forever, but we don't have forever. So Eldad, let's go into some uh, you know win yeah. stories. So my question to you is the formal question is 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 tell us about an awesome win, but. Instead, tell us about the most frustra- uh, frustrating lose you've had. Um, why instead? I will tell you about both. <laughs> um, so let, let's start from a win. I think it's, a, it, it's clear and simple. I think Looker was, was a great, great win, um, not just for me um, professionally, but for, uh, for all the BD&D team, for, for uh, Asaf Shahav's team, who, who did an amazing, amazing job in all infrastructure and field to be able to support it. And I think we did it great um, because of the huge great a huge growth that the company went through these years. And we were able to support this growth and provide analytics to each and every one in the company. So um, looking at the numbers just of, of how many reports and dashboards we have, I think the uh, adoption rate just speaks. So you, AppStyre has one of the bigger Looker implementations we, we saw, I think. How many users are actively using it? Thousand users currently Amazing. we have. Thousand users are adopting. Crazy. Crazy stuff. And it's measured by activity versus just the amount of dashboards. So in the BI space, usually, you know, people just measure how many dashboards they have, but uh, you measure activity. So it's all about how many questions, how many queries are running and, and how productive uh, do people get with it. So it's amazing to see. How many, uh, you know, query engines are connected to Looker? Is everything connected to the same place or to different uh, warehouses, query uh, databases, etc.? It's connected to different warehouses, but eventually it, it all comes to Looker. We can do the join between the different connections, but for this sake of uh, joining the data, we're doing the Spark job ETLs behind the scenes and then just putting in currently Athena. It, it, it's our main data warehouse. So we try to put everything eventually in Athena. So we will just be able to you know join it in Looker and uh, we just stop like legacy things to RDSs and so, and just moving all to Athena. What's one thing you'd love uh, for Spark to be able to do better? Wow, for Spark. Um, 
you know what? To be able um, to um, uh, spread the, the, the machines and the, the, the local machines running better automatically because now I need to do it and define it out manually how many uh, how, how much RAM I need, how my how much uh, gigabyte for this and that. And I wish it will be, you know, like automatically you just thrown him a job and he knows exactly how many nodes he needs for this process and just running it at the best performance. Okay, so Looker is a great win, but now for the tragic... I think, yes, I, I own you as a failure. So we've started to work with Looker about, yeah, three year, three and a half, three years ago, it was already in production. So after, I think, after a half year of, of working with Looker, we noticed that the company started to grow and we have more users and we have more analysts to support. And I noticed that I'm constantly dealing with permissions. I'm always like manually defining groups and, and users. So I said, okay, 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 we can do it like this. We need to define some kind of SSO for something. And we have Okta and Looker has a connection to Okta. So yay, let's set up a, 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 a connection between them just for the SSO connection. You have Looker, a Okta user, boom, you have the Looker and just need to map once the groups. So I did it. I spent like two days on it. Everything was great. And then I'm go like uh, going to production with it. So about, we had uh, then 300, 400 users lost permission to look here. <laughs> for, for good. Anything, everything wow. was lost. And it's not all. I locked out myself out of Looker without the unbin permission. And I was the only in the company who had admin permission to look her back then. Um, so yeah, as as you, <laughs> as you can imagine, I had a little bit of noise coming from Iran's room and uh, um, everyone else. But yeah, it was uh, it was um, epic, epic. No pain, no gain. <laughs> on, the, on the upside, everyone remembered that day when uh, they couldn't refresh the data. When they couldn't even open the app. <laughs> yes. So what is the what are your uh at apps flyer what are the bigger challenges uh in the data work you're doing right now? I think first of all is is the huge amount of data. It's always have been the the, the first one, the the most one, all the POCs that we did, the, the first parameter was be able to deal with huge amount of data. And that also changes like the definition of huge amounts of data is changing every year. Yes. Um, yes. For the first time at my year, my challenge was the amount of data in the BI field. And at the beginning, I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, okay, how we, de how we deal with it. Um, second, I think the very, very quick growth of the company. In three years, we went from 200 people to 1,000 people with analytics and users in Looker for everyone. It's not a classic, okay? It's not a growth that you see every day. So it was challenging and you need to adapt. You need to adapt quickly and you need to change your mindset and change your um, approach that we were, you know, worked at big, huge companies, um, uh, enterprises. Every project is a half year of work. We need to define, we need to uh, work on it half year and after half year implementing another half year. So here, you develop something quick and dirty in one month, 
or, or just quick. And then you can realize that you, you don't need it anymore. So you need to, you know, say, okay, I'm ready for it. Let's put it away and start from the beginning. It's okay. It's a milestone that we learned. Um, so it's a challenge, you know, to, to change your mindset. Also from no BI at all to, to a 250 users, like in one day, in two weeks, I say, in two weeks, we were, we were in production. So from nothing to like hundreds of thousands of dashboard and very, um, um, like a lot of people that are hungry for data, you know, like give me data, give me data. So because like that, I uh, knew business departments that joining you every day and, you know, the the most big part of your work is new projects, new delivery, new delivery. It's hard. It's hard. You need, you need time for maintenance and to, you need time, you know, um, to, to, to take people to your team, to join you. I mean, to, to, to be able to deal with all this work. Um, developers on the other side, as a looker, a guild master, we need to support all those developers make sure that oh, the data is available, they have the permissions in Looker, everything is open and they know how to use and the best practices and best approaches, hundreds of projects to uh, support and, you know, just to be a data governor. Um, and this decentralized, I would say the last one, the decentralized BI approach that we work. Um, we have analysts dedicated to different business departments. I mean, they all analysts, but each and every one of them are dedicated and they know the exact KPIs and the work of this department and they support them. Um, so it it's challenging in a way after one and two years, you, you, are, you notice that the same KPIs are showing different numbers in Looker for, for different departments. So you, you're like, okay, 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 okay. I, there is, I think there's a problem here. We need to, someone who will define those KPI cross companies. So we have a, basically just a bit before the Corona, the business analytics department rise at AppsFlyer. And now they're like the governor of all the cross company KPIs. Um, so yeah, we find ways to deal with all cha challenges and move forward. Sounds Maybe. like they're done. Sounds like, they're done. <laughs> like small challenges. Uh, basically, drinking coffee. Can you believe <laughs> some some people out there who tell them what we do for a living? They think it's boring. You know, we deal with <laughs> yes, and there are people who like wake up with data in your head, and you go to sleep, and you have data in your head. Yeah, just ask Slack. Just ask Slack. Someone will answer. Why? Why go to the data all the time? Right. <laughs> okay. Now, trick question. What would happen to Apps Flyer if we cut all the budgets for the data-related initiatives in half? I would say we will be much more efficient. Lastly, much okay. more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> But what would happen to the business when you know if we cut the budget in half and the number? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, we can we can cut here and there. I mean, we will definitely be more efficient. But I think the first uh, thing that will uh, uh, really happen is prioritizing just things and going, you know, from your top and then to the last. So if there is no budget for the last, okay, oops, sorry, we can do we. We can do it. The delivery time is like half a year from now, so we will wait. How many um, projects do you feel like are being uh, on hold because there is no budget for them like or too expensive for them? Is that zero 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 currently zero everything gets approved and everything gets solution in this way or another, even if it's something that's not 
I don't know, not wasn't, we don't have time for it. We don't have, I don't know, um, sources, but we always, and this is something that I really appreciate uh, Asaf Shaha for that. And this is something that I learned from them is to find a way, a, a really, um, you know, not classic way to, to, to find a solution to the issue. So basically constantly reinventing, looking, searching, dealing with the unknowns, um, operating like a kind of a micro startup within a, a high growth startup. Yes. I don't know. Sounds like what everybody tells us. Everybody has all the budget they need all the time. Like, <laughs> the data initiatives, right? Actually, I rarely actually know. I also in, in the very good... We have good, the budget uh, and we have tons of stuff out of the budget. <laughs> but this goes we also, the I didn't mention that we are actually in a very good relationship with the finance department also. Ah, so. All the finance. <laughs> Exactly. And IT. Yes. Okay. What, what's the thing, you know, in your work with data that gets on your nerves the most in the day-to-day stuff that you deal with? When data is not accurate, when I see numbers that are not showing the truth, I, 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 I'm suspicious. I, I don't believe in my own product. And then I think, okay, why should people believe it? In if I don't believe it. So for my first priority is data accuracy and to make sure we really provide um, accurate numbers and uh, people can trust us and our product because you rely on that data and you make decisions. This is a huge, huge uh, problem. Uh was totally ignored for like, like, and now it's big out there. There are amazing new startups uh, focusing on, on helping to solve those issues. Anything on your end, like what are you using for cadence, for data quality, kind of uh, is, is the DBT ecosystem, Monte Carlo, like is that something that AppSlayer is considering? Is, is that something you're already using? What's your take on that? I don't think we have some particular tools for that, um, but we constantly um, just measure ourselves and we check back what we did. So if someone developed something, we always make sure that another pair of eyes at least will look at it and test it. And we also have uh, someone from uh, uh, for, for testing He's, a, he's someone that worked in R&D in the QA department, and now he's part of our team. So now we like have a QA dedicated a developer that is writing processes you know, to check ourselves at the end. I don't know. I don't want those stuff to come from my uh, audience, from my uh, stakeholders. I wanted, I wanted to see it you know, immediately as it happened. And monitor it just so monitoring is, is the tool this is amazing it will it will pay off big time getting this type of uh, a function within the team uh yeah data needs quality and and just like any engineering uh, effort so you definitely nice to kind of see that shift happening back to tools so which tool is the one you actually uh, love opening up the most uh, most of your days wow tool um Actually, I work with Slack a lot. And I think even during this COVID period where when we just move and migrate for working from home and it was, you know, uh, at least it was really odd not seeing people at the office, you know, talking to people like small talks every day uh, with, the, with the coffee. So we started to use Zoom for uh 
to meet each other every day, every day, meetings, meetings, meetings. So I think Zoom and Slack will be the most used tool because basic, eventually this is what connects me to people and people it's, it's our source for everything and ev- everything that we do. So yes, connect to people. And if we talk only about the data-related uh, products, what's, what's the interface you... You, you just want to hear it. Yes, you can't. You, you just need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I admit I'm a look, look, lookerholic. I'm a lookerholic. Uh, it's, a, it's a day-to-day tool. I, I open it. The biz dashboard, it's, it's the first thing at the morning what I open with the coffee to see that everything ran as is it supposed to run and fireball did me some uh, some problems on, on this because i needed to monitor this like every hour to see that everything runs as it's supposed to run probably yeah, on but, your side the problem was probably on your side yes yes of course on our <laughs> side we, we we determined the problem and i actually get uh, just got got last week um a lot of uh, warm words from iran about the biz dashboard uh, performance so yay <laughs> okay i think we're about to you know wrap up any last famous words from alexandra uh to the data wow, community famous. famous words i mean nothing famous um uh just you know change your approach to be an open mind. I've said it before, and this is like, like to, to summary everything, be with an open mind and be uh, ready to change and adapt quickly to what's going on in the world, uh, in your professional world, in everything that you want to be like number one and be on the top, just be able to change quickly. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Eventually, all our epic fails and everything are just milestones, you know, during the way. So um, you do it, you learn it, and you take it uh, with you um, for future. And and that's it. The worst thing that can happen is that you lock all your... Yes, you locked out of Looker without an admin. You shouldn't um, do. 300 <laughs> users lost permissions. Nothing. It could have been a thousand. It was just 300. Exactly. There's always a um, way to fail, you know. There's always a bigger failure waiting. Exactly. Any people, companies sort of the, that you recommend people follow in data that sort of inspire you or a good source of uh, inspiration and, and knowledge? I'm not sure about particular in data, um, but, you know, in general, maybe um, you, you will expect me like you to say some names, very uh, known names and big names, but actually I want to, you know, uh, walk too far away. Um Men like Asaf Shachaf, people like Asaf Shachaf, um, who learned me. I've learned so much from him during the last three years. People like Oren Kaniel and Lisa, actually, who started up this company. And I saw even before working at, at AppsFlyer, I knew about AppsFlyer um, because I knew Lisa uh, before. And they saw the process and they saw the way that, that, that they did. And I can just say chapeau. And, you know, follow them and also Oren Conrier and just inspiring people for me, yeah, not just in terms of data. Getting us to Mars. That's, uh, <laughs> Mars. Uh, yeah, definitely <clears throat> uh, impressive and amazing to see, you know, the, the respect you, you, you know, you give to your uh, leadership at the company. But Alexandra, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. 
It was Thank you fun. so much for inviting. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you know your data keeps growing, but not at such a huge pace. I mean, you deserve some peace and quiet as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Thank you guys. Time.